A yes is sometimes just a failed no recognized too late. I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 11 of The Hearth of Setbush Hollow, my first in a three-part series that is a celebration of negation. Shannon Hayes and I operate Sapwich Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sapwish Cafe, a farm to table and neighbor to neighbor experience, open Saturdays 9 to 2 from April through November in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass Fed Gourmet, and Redefining Rich. hold Jack blameless. Although, he did introduce us to the cookie recipe that has caused the problem. And he did deliver the last two cookies, not one cookie, but two cookies, to Grammy when she asked for them at the cafe on Saturday afternoon. And he did not ask Sersha and Ula if they might have been hoping for a leftover cookie for themselves after working hard all day. What he did do was ask a superior for permission to give the cookies to Grammy. We're finding this out at the end of Saturday. Our family is sitting out on the screen porch, decompressing from the day, and Sersha and Ula are lamenting that this week was slow enough for there to be two chocolate chip cookies left over, a rare occurrence, and still they didn't manage to get even one to share between them. The superior in question who permitted both cookies to be delivered to Grammy is Bob, and Sersha and Dula have decided that he shall not be held blameless. Jack asked if Grammy could have a cookie and you just said yes, Ula growls. I didn't say yes, Bob offers as his defense. I said, I don't effing care. I don't effing care is an affirmation, Sersha barks at him. You didn't say no, so you said yes. The girls are having a blast taking down their father for this one. He offers them a chocolate chip cookie that he picked up on the drive back from the wool run. That's a trash can raccoon food cookie, Ula spells out for him. We are not eating that. But I'm not paying much attention now. I'm writing down what Sersha said. 
I don't effing care is an affirmation. You didn't say no, so you said yes. She's 19, and she has figured this out. I'm 49, and only just now wrapping my head around it. My journey as a daughter, a writer, a wife, a mother, and business partner has been a nearly five-decade struggle with the word no. I'm conflict-averse. I want people to like me. I like to make people happy. Those three attributes, if I believe what my culture has taught me, should have set me up as a peaceful, loving, easily contented human being. Instead, those three attributes have left me with more stomach aches, bitterness, and anxiety than all of the major life and death challenges that I've ever confronted combined. And what grabs me about Sersha's observation isn't that people like me necessarily say yes to too many things. It is that, like Bob, too many of us don't clearly define our no's. To shrug and say, I don't effing care, is a yes by default. It is a failed no. And there are so many ways that we do this in our lives. We live in denial of problems. We pretend we don't see things. We prevaricate. We choose not to speak out. We cave into pressure. Let someone else tell us what we see or what we think. Or in Bob's case, we opt for ambivalence. I don't effing care. As I approach my 50th year and grow more competent at setting my personal boundaries and speaking my truth, I am repeatedly awed by the elder women ahead of me who have learned to let their nose ring from the rafters, especially Grammy. She tells people what she thinks, and she doesn't worry if someone is disappointed or angry with her. She is perfectly comfortable with displeasing others. I was once averse to that blunt way of being in the world because I worried somehow it meant that women who spoke out were cruel or unloving or lacked compassion. But clarity is compassionate. It saves people a lot of time, and that's a precious resource. To speak one's truth and clearly say no is an act of self-love. That same self-love also seems to roll outward to loving forgiveness of others. Grammy tells everyone what she thinks. When they fire back, she listens, or she doesn't. But no matter what, she drops it, moves on, and goes back to loving. That's because Grammy isn't just comfortable using the word no. She's also comfortable hearing it. That comfort lets her ask for everything she wants out of life. And not being afraid of getting told no, she usually gets what she's after. Hence the reason she scored not one, but two of Jack's chocolate chip cookies at the cafe on Saturday. Okay, so this issue of saying no and standing one's ground has been on my mind a lot lately. Actually, I've been working on it for years, researching and writing and practicing. I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm a lot farther along than I ever was, and I've learned a lot. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be running a series exploring the importance of no. Next week, I'll be sharing a chapter from Redefining Rich with you called Yes to No, where I'll teach you some tactics for successful no's that might work a little better than I don't effing care. I hope you tune in. On another matter, 
few weeks ago, I published a piece called What to Wear, which generated a number of written letters about what it means to feel beautiful in today's society. One in particular really touched my heart, and I wanted to share this excerpt with you from Rima Rotindo. She writes, It's helpful to be reminded that our worth has nothing to do with our physical appearance, contrary to the constant barrage of societal conditioning telling us otherwise. Our bodies work so hard for us every day, doing countless tasks behind the scenes that make everything we do possible. It is none of our business what they look like while they're doing it. Rayma, I cannot tell you how many times I've laid my hands across my expanding middle-aged belly and heard your words in my head. Our bodies work so hard for us every day, doing countless tasks behind the scenes that make everything we do possible. I think about how that belly keeps me nourished, energized, active, and happy. So thanks for reminding me to stop feeling ashamed of it and to start giving thanks for it. Sapbush Cafe continues to be open every Saturday from 9 to 2 until Thanksgiving, except October 21st and 29th when we plan to go on vacation. The prefix farm-to-table special for Saturday, July 1st will be pulled pork sandwiches, regular or gluten-free, with vinegar slaw and choice of strawberry shortcake or gluten-free strawberry rhubarb pie. Our special for Saturday, July 8th will be lamb and white bean stew, hearth bread or gluten-free cornbread and salad, and black bottom peanut butter pie. You can check out the weekly prefix farm-to-table specials on the blog at sapbush.com. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, is stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats and eggs, as well as wool bedding and yarn. Feel free to check it out. Or, better yet, if you're in the area, feel free to drop by our honor store any time of the day or night located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. The address is 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York. Also, if you live within driving distance, we are having a special sale on our CSA pork shares. Get $50 off quarter and half pig shares through the end of the month or until we're sold out. If you'd like to come see us for a getaway, our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek is taking bookings through Airbnb and Tibbetts House will once again be available starting this fall. If you want to stay on top of farm and cafe specials, farm happenings, or follow my musings on the blog when the podcast goes silent in the fall and winter, be sure to head over to the website at either sapbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net and sign up for the newsletter. We don't do social media, so this is the only way to keep tabs on us. Plus, when you do, you can download a free workbook that pairs with my latest book, Redefining Rich, winner of a Nautilus and an Axia medal. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ula's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered in a drawing to win a free CSA share by emailing me at shannon at sapbush.com with your address. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks to find my work. And please share this podcast with friends and family. This helps to get the ideas to spread. Better still, you could help make the magic happen for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Or, if it's easier, you can also donate to support the podcast by sending a check to Shannon Hayes, care of Sapwish Hollow Farm, 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York, 12194. And that's a really important thing to do because all of this, the podcast, the blog, the novels and books, and the creative recharging that happens over fall and winter are a result of the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, Allison Friedman and Jody Allison Munn. 
not do it without you. In case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emery. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you.